You're listening to She's Got Drive podcast, the podcast that inspires women to be the driver in their own life through the life and stories of black women with drive. And I'm your host, Shirley McAlpine. I'm a business consultant and executive coach and a leadership facilitator working with people and organizations to live their lives by design and not default. Welcome back to another episode of She's Got Drive. It's spring. It's a cold spring, but it is spring in Chicago. And um, I'm enjoying the energy that spring brings. I'm enjoying the newness that it brings. And it feels very bright. It feels very like the days are longer. You know, I'm getting up even earlier. And, you know, I'm feeling like, like I'm really ready to go in this second quarter. So I hope that you had a, had um, got lots out of last episode. I'm really curious to find out how you're doing around your 2018 goals. So do, um, you know, let me know um, what's going on there. Send me some messages. You know how to get hold of me. And, um, or let me tell you, actually, predominantly on Instagram. You can send me messages there and predominantly on our Facebook page, the She's Got Drive community page as well. And you can always get hold of me through my website, Um, But I really like... I'm curious about what's keeping you on track and whether the, the, the what's happening with the operating states and whether you found that helpful from last episode. This episode, we are looking at personal branding through speaking to Pasha Cook, who's going to share her story about, you know, how she got to where she is and the work that she she does with her clients. So... Is it's personal branding is everywhere. I know you can get there's different, but she has a very different take on it. And I, I was on a webinar with her a couple of, oh, it must be three or four, maybe a month ago now, actually, or so ago. And as soon as I got off that webinar, I thought I'd love to have her on my show. And I sent her a message and obviously she said yes. I'm very privileged that she said yes. So let me tell you something about Pasha. Pasha Cook is the founder of Pasha Cook and Associates, an international image and branding consultancy agency that educates her clients on how to champion career transition by developing their brand. She helps them position themselves for career advancement by taking their personal brand to the next level through her coaching, training and mentoring. In 2013, she made her way into the world of fashion by becoming a wardrobe stylist for celebrity athletes. She's been unstoppable in her path to success since then. She's the author of Brand Yourself Like a Champion, Cultivating Brand Excellence from the Inside Out, and where she helps the reader build their own personal brand by evaluating and maximizing their skills and their strengths and their personal style. As a former Division I college basketball player, she learned to utilize her on-the-court skills, off-the-court, and combined her passion as an athlete and as an educator and a fashion professional to launch her brand agency. She's been featured in Black Enterprise Magazine, Houston Business Journal, The Huffington Post, YSF Magazine, and she's also been on MSNBC. I'm excited about this um, interview. You're going to love her. I give you Pasha Cook. Pasha, thank you so much for being a guest this week on She's Got Drive. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You're, you're really welcome. My, um, I, I, ever since I, I heard you on the call, so everyone, I was on a branding call that Pasha was leading and I thought I absolutely have to have her on the show because you were 
dropping so many gems around branding um, and your story is so inspiring about how you got to where you are that I think it's, um, there's so many lessons for us all in it. So um, I'd like us to start, I always start with you. If you can you introduce to the audience your work and um, what you do, and then we can get into delving into how you, um, you know, got into that work, how you got to where you are. Okay. So let's start with like what you do, describe what you do. and. So I, I guess I'm, I have that uh, multifaceted syndrome where you're doing so many things. And um, I realized that everything that I was doing kind of equated to getting putting myself out there. But I had to put myself out there with the truth of who I was. So I had to do some evaluation, some self-evaluating. Um, and so it ended up being, okay, well, we're doing branding. Because so, someone brought that up. I don't even know how it came up. But I realized I was actually branding myself. But I wasn't doing it in the typical fashions. Because when you look out there, many times you see these cookie-cutter programs, which is okay for some, mm-hmm. uh, and how to build your brand or how to do this or the seven steps. I don't have seven steps. I just have my experience. So um, my latest book, Brand Yourself Like a Champion, Cultivating Brand Excellence from the Inside Out, was derived from a place of truth like how do we get to the truth of who we are instead of just looking at what everyone else is doing and looking at their level of success and trying to mimic that Mm. i want to show people that being honoring yourself your gift we're all born with a gift and so it is up to us to identify that gift and to give it while we're still here on earth right and i just wanted to teach people what i have learned about putting myself out there and being able to elevate going from someone who was a high school dropout um, to someone who became a first generation college graduate. And then now I'm, I've elevated to a level where I'm in the room with people who are actually game changers in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, how did people want to know, well, how do you get this access? How did you do that? And I'm like, I don't, let me think about that. And I started just really um, journaling and deep diving. And I came up with to brand yourself like a champion. It's really not about the aesthetic. It's about getting to the core of who you are and projecting that person into the world so that as you grow in your uh, your brand or your business, it's always you because you're the person that shows up in the room. So we want to make sure that you are aligned with that person and aligned with that truth. That makes sense. Yeah, it does make a lot of sense. <laughs> I think you, um, what's powerful is the internal journey, which is um, the work that I'm used to doing, or not only with myself, but with clients. It's an internal exploration. But the, what's um, wonderful about what you're speaking about is how that then, how you take that internal journey and you then say, well, then how does that manifest in the world? Right. Um, how, do, how do I show up in the world as a result of the work that I've done on myself, right. as you said, versus trying to um, emulate, um, not emulate, because we can emulate other people, but as you said, copy and think, oh, I should be like that. And you try to be something that you're not. Right. So uh, if I could break that down a little bit, when we're talking about emulating or um, mimicking someone else, Mm -hmm. um, the thing is, it's okay. And I always advise my clients to do this or anyone who asks me for advice, find three to five people who are in the industry in which you want to grow in at the level that you want to grow to. That's fine. And listen to how and watch how they have become successful. However, 
by doing that exploration, right, that self-exploration, you understand what works for you and what doesn't. Right. Uh, as you're, you know, watching these people, you can cherry pick certain things that are going to help you to get to your level of success. However, the uniqueness of each individual person, that is very important. I think that we get away from that. And so, or we get into this comp- competitive mode, which this whole competition thing, I don't even look at competition. I don't look at people as competition because they are doing it their way, right. I'm doing it my way. But I can look at, instead of saying, okay, I'm looking at this, I'm looking at this person as competition. I'm looking at this person as someone I'm studying and learning in the in the game of life, right? Because life is a a classroom. So I'm looking at them to learn some things that can be added to my toolbox. Right. That's, I'm not trying to compete with them because I know I have my own special gift in whatever industry. No one can do it like you, period. So that's I'm trying to change that lens of, of the people that I work with to say, yes, there are people who are successful and doing great things. Does that align with who you are and what you have come to do? Right. Question. Yeah. Well, when you say also... No one can do it like you. I think that's that's part of a big journey, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. whilst we there's mis- we don't always see our uniqueness in that way. When you say that, people are like, what do you mean no one can do it like me? Someone's out there doing something. <laughs> you know, it's like there is something about owning what we do have to bring and owning our own unique self and message and purpose and work on this planet. But that is a journey to get to a point where I do have something that's just for me to give that no one else can give. Because it feels kind of arrogant in a way to say that. Do you know what I mean? When you... Well, I don't... Oh, it's in my Britishness that's that's coming into... Right, that's the perception thing as well, as far as someone feeling like you're arrogant for being you and for for walking in the power of you. I think that that has been something that we've worried about too much, especially as women. Oh, am I am I the expert? Do I need a certification in order to do this? You are the expert at being you. Mm -hmm. Right. And and who is going to flaunt that, so to speak, better than you? And I'm not saying be this arrogant, vain person. I'm saying stand up and embrace your truth, embrace your power. Um, I don't think you get to a level, and I'm not, and this is another thing, so we have to learn how to define success for ourselves right. because we just look at other people and just say, well, that's, that's oh, they're so, so successful because the world has said they're, they're successful. Right. And you're going to define your success based upon their success, and that's not what we need to be doing. Um, but going back to the... And which we're going to come back to. I'd like to come back to that point, actually. Okay. We're going to jump back to success. Keep going, but we're going to Definitely. come back to that. <laughs> uh, but as far as um, people feeling like you're arrogant, no, I'm not saying do it, do it in an arrogant way. This is the thing. When you go in, and you can attest to this as a coach, mm-hmm. a lot of people are doing what you do, yes. right? And one of the questions that you have to answer or that is posed to you is, well, why should we go with you? Right. That's why the uniqueness matters. That's why the self-exploration uh, matters. It's not to get you to this point where I'm better than everybody else. Or I'm, no, it's saying we want you to deep dive so when these questions are posed, you have the answer to it. That is a great example um, because I want to say that, I mean, I've been coaching now for uh, 20-something years. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
It's a long time. Yeah. Um, and it was about, I want to say about 10 or so years ago, I was going through a coaching program. And um, as part of that program, I decided to take on a coach during that time that would allow me to determine what's unique about my coaching. What, how, would I, how would I answer that question? Because I didn't know the answer to that question. Or, or another thing to say about that was, I was afraid of, of how I answer that question, what people would think about what I would say. Women, mm-hmm. um, apologize too much for who we are. And I just want, as I'm growing in this thing, don't, don't, let's not get it twisted, as we would say in the South. Um, I'm not, like, there are areas in my confidence, in my womanhood, in my power that I am still growing in. However, mm-hmm. I've grown this confidence. And so I'm not going to let anyone strip me away of that because I had to grow it. Right. And that's what I want other people to understand. Let's grow in who we are. Let's grow our confidence and stop worrying so much about what other people have to say, because those are projections of their own insecurities, their own experiences. And we all have our own past, so that's fine. Um, But we don't need to get so caught up in what everyone else is feeling because it's it's too much of a weight. So let me give you an example. Mm -hmm. When when you go on a flight, right? I'm one of those people who tend to overpack. So, of course, instead of just having to carry on for a two-day trip, I may have a carry-on, you know, my computer bag and some clothes because I don't know what's going to happen. I may be asked to dinner or another mo- another meeting, whatever that is. So I'm packing the just-in-case stuff, right? Right. Instead of the essentials. And so that costs me. It costs an extra $25, sometimes $50 mm-hmm. to add extra luggage to this flight that I'm going on. Right. So... The thing is, when you add extra luggage, it takes you a little bit longer, right, to check in. Mm -hmm. Then when you get out of the airport, it takes you a little bit longer to leave the airport because you got to wait on the luggage. And then you got to get it in the car, which takes more time. So it's slowing you down in in some senses, correct? Correct. And that's what happens in life. We, We try to carry all these bags, the destructive criticism instead of the constructive criticism that is building us up so we're carrying all these bags instead of the essentials and when you're able to self-evaluate you you start to declutter some of the things in your life that no longer serve you for where you are and for where you have decided to go that is where our power lies there you have to carry everything from the past you don't have to carry everyone else's opinion you don't have to carry all these things but we do so i want to help you through the the title of brand architect, like that's so surface compared to the work that I do with people and the work that I've done with myself. But it's just to draw you in. Like, let me get you here with this beautiful image. And this yes. Picture. But let me show you what it really is. We are all a brand. We, we are, no matter what you think, even if you're someone who sits behind a computer all day, that is your brand. That is. So let's look at our brand as who we are. Yes. Now, wouldn't you want that person to always be showing up in their truth? in their power, in their distinction, in their story that is one from victim to victor. That's where I want you to go. That's on this journey. You, that analogy totally rocks. <laughs> totally rocks because 
there's so much that we when you when you think about like every piece of the analogy of like your luggage and every the extra the extra um items that you're putting in your in your bag is that those comments that people make you know that that has someone go oh maybe i maybe i am too much or maybe i shouldn't be doing that or maybe i'm too big for my boots or like, why should I go to college? You know, like those things like, well, you're the first person to go to college. Why is it so big about it's like maybe I shouldn't go to college. Oh, you're the per- maybe I shouldn't go for that job. Oh, maybe I shouldn't be there. And there's lots of should nots usually. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a quote that I I found one day and I used that. Don't let someone else should on you. <laughs> <laughs> Shit on you. I love that. Shit on you all day. <laughs> 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 so much shit on you. I love shit. that. Don't teach oh, that kids though. They no. <laughs> They're going to go around and my, the teacher's going to have an email from the teacher. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, that's brilliant. Because I, you know, and the other thing that I love that, the other thing that um, brought to mind was, you know, one thing that I say is suffering is optional. You know? Mm that we have a choice around us whether we suffer in life now it doesn't mean that things that are awful don't happen to us trust me i've been through some stuff too but at what point do we we you know we can we work through those things and then come out the other side bigger better stronger for it versus continuing to have that baggage or that thing carry us around and then inform our future and so, you know, when you talk about like that, we can lighten our own load Correct. and it is within our control. That's, you know, you always have a control of, of how you respond to your own life. You know, even when you feel like you don't. And if people, when you, once you get that insight, like, actually, I get to say, I get to say. And so then you can make those choices about what am I leaving behind? Who am I leaving behind? And that's what internal thoughts am I willing to give, drop and walk away from? Or as I, for me, sometimes it's not that they go away. It's just that they don't have the power over me that perhaps they had in the past. So, uh, you know, my, my internal voice can get loud sometimes and go, really? You think you're doing that? And I go, yeah, actually I am. <laughs> you know, versus like, oh no, I won't actually. So like, yeah, so that that here. internal that, battle, right? So I pick. So you have two voices. Yes, you have that one that is the old you or the ego you mm-hmm. that is that is in there. Um, you have that that negative voice, and it's like the angel sitting on the shoulder, right? You have the angel yes. and the devil, but it's not it's not that dramatic. I just want to give you a visual. Yes. Um, that other you is not going away. It's not. It's a part of who you are, and we have to learn to embrace it instead of suppress it. However, the new you, the one that actually knows the internal power that you carry, um, needs to dethrone that old you and put it in its place. That's all. Because if you try to block it out, it's just going to get louder. Yes. It's a part of you. You can't block out. You can block out, but it's still going to be there. So it just has to be dethroned and put in its place where you start to enact new affirmations in your life. Because either way, you're affirming, whether it's the negative or the positive, mm-hmm. right? And I don't even look at, I, I'm growing to 
understand that there there's no good or bad. There just is because exactly. within the contrast, there is a lesson. So we would like all of our lessons to come like flying in and floating in like a butterfly and we learn and we move on to the next level. But that's not what teaches you because when you struggle your way up, you know, that all that weight that you've been carrying, once you let go of it and you get liber and you become liberated, then you've built up some muscles that the normal person hasn't built up. Remember exactly. that, too, right? That resilience, that exactly. that. that empowerment because you've had to motivate yourself and talk yourself into some things so it's just about dethroning that that other you and saying hey i know you've protected me all this time i know you've seen some things i know you you felt the hurt that i felt we, i get it but i'm going to take all those things and turn those things into my purpose and my power mm -hmm. and you you have to come along on this journey because i'm not going to leave you behind you helped to build me in some ways, when I could have just been broken and stayed broken. So this is the thing. So you have to talk to yourself, right? <laughs> this is the thing. We're going into a new life. I'm taking you with me. I understand that your voice, I'm going to hear you, but at the end of the day, I will make the decision that is best for us moving forward. Okay? All right. So anyway. <laughs> I love, yeah, the, the, that um, talking to yourself, coaching yourself, supporting yourself um it's hard to imagine that people don't do that but people, lots of people don't obviously do that and but because the internal critical the in, internal critical voice is wins a lot right. in people's in some people's lives and so that kind of coaching and supporting it themselves but the other thing that you're pointing to is um is embracing everything that the um one of the things that I do is this uh is constellations that's, that's uh it's not in the stars it's a it's seeped in family family therapy um this approach and um we stand in the place that all is welcome like all of you or every last bit of it for you your system your family every every last piece and if when we exclude is when we get ex when, when we get stuck so it doesn't make it mean things are all right you know and someone someone or something has done everything right it just means that you can include the whole because it is all of who you are um it's made who you are as you say and all is welcome and from that place that you can you of acceptance is what i'm hearing in the in what you're speaking about then i can i can stand in a more powerful place and i can stand in my in, in a more grounded place Correct. um and then moving forward um from there Wow. So this is amazing. So what I wanted to, yeah. what I want to, what would be really great for you to share is what are the, you know, how did you get to this place? You know, what's been your journey? Um, As I mentioned earlier, I was a kid who struggled with identity and I know this is new. Nobody else has ever gone through this. <laughs> um, because I didn't necessarily fit in with the girls because I was a, a, a tomboy, as you if you would have it. And I loved to play basketball because it was an escape. So many people viewing from the outside maybe, oh, this girl just likes to be around the boys and hang out and do all this crazy stuff. But it was actually, actually an escape for me. It, it gave me power because I was good at it. And so I would have to play with the boys because, you know, most of the girls were sitting on the sideline watching the game. I'm like, I'm not, I don't, no, no, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. I want to play, I want to get in the game, coach. So um, I, I had this thing where I didn't fit in with the boys either because I'm not a boy. So it was always, I was that person in the middle 
Um, I was raised by my grandmother who had a sixth grade education, so she could only teach me so much. However, so all the trying to fit in and being by myself a lot, being raised in a household with my grandmother and my aunts and uncles, so you know I, who was I playing with, right? Up until I was a teenager and then I went to go live with my mom. Um, it was, I was just trying to figure out who am I, what makes me happy, what makes me, me comfortable. And then also the poverty that I saw around me it was something on the inside of me that that was just telling me that I was more than what I saw. Mm. I was more than fitting in. I was more than the poverty because my grandmother could only she taught me how to clean, which is great because my house is clean all the time. <laughs> but, you know, they came from a line of maids and servants in her family. They didn't they didn't emphasize education. They emphasized getting a job and taking care of your family. Right. Correct. Right. But I always knew that I wanted more. The pain came from not seeing more, not having that example around me. So where do I go? But I was always on this quest. And this quest was painful because other people didn't understand. You just need to get a job. Or when I became an entrepreneur, what are you doing now? And I switch up some. I'm doing something else. They were like, what are you doing now? What, what I'm not doing is standing still, waiting. I'm trying to figure it out. So I, I was just always striving for something more and eventually as we know the universe what you put out there what you what you speak all those things are going to come back to you and if you ask ask and it shall be given seek and you shall find knock and the door will be open unto you that has been my <laughs> mantra really is to ask and just and we were raised in a baptist church at the time too so i did you know know about god and was learning about god and stuff like that so spirituality has been my savior, to be honest with you. Um, when the door finally flung open for me, after all the trying, after working all these jobs and, you know, just trying to figure it out, because I started working at 12, by the way. Um, I went to a, therap a therapist, someone um, referred me because it was a lot of pain, you know, that, that, that silent pain in my family, mm -hmm. things people didn't talk about, but it's in your DNA. Right. And angry and you upset and you and this is like my third one because I was I went to this one guy and he was t trying to teach me meditation all this I wasn't ready for that at the time I'm like what is this what is... But anyway I ended up with this lady and what broke me what liberated me was she said in our second session there's nothing wrong with you because that whole time I thought something was wrong with me because I didn't fit in you know I wanted more the pain of wanting more is something wrong with me? Why am I not doing what everybody else is doing? She said, there's nothing wrong with you. And when she said that as a professional, it liberated me. Mm. I started the more practice of reading. She actually gave me a homework assignment, The Power of Now. Yes. Totally. Mm -hmm. And that, I didn't understand it. <laughs> like, what is, what is, but something within those pages started me on this quest again to seek and you shall find, you know, ask, yeah. seek, not. And it's like, I want to understand this more. And that changed my life because that self exploration, that spiritual exploration of getting to the core of who you are, which is God started to change my life. And I started to see things unfold. And that has been the anchor of what has gotten me here. Just walking in that, that power, because I didn't see it around me, but now it's all around me success. The way I define it is all around. It surrounds me. You're here. The women of uh, black woman of influence, right. 
of like so many people now and people say, well, how did you go from a high school dropout to that? I kept asking, seeking and knocking. That's, yes. that's to simplify it. To yes. simplify. I really feel, oh, thank <laughs> you so much for sharing that. You're welcome. That moment when she said, there is nothing wrong with you. I want everyone to hear that. There is nothing. If you're sitting there thinking, what's wrong with you? There is nothing wrong with you. There's literally nothing wrong with yes. you. And, um, and that pursuit, you know, the, the, the commitment. And so, you know, one of the things you said was, I didn't see it around me. So you went in search of finding it. Like, if it's not right there, it's going to be somewhere. And you just kept asking, ask, seek, and then you find it will, it will show up for you. I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. It's just so powerful. It's just like, ah. Yes, thank you. You know, I, you know, I, um, I always, one of the things that I'm <laughs> learning more and more is the importance of sharing those kind of stories. Um, because, um, like I, you know, I was, I was, from, I'm from East London and from, you know, my parents came from the Caribbean, you know, seeking a better life. And I don't always share the story. You know, I don't always share the journey. And, um, and then when you don't share the journey, people make assumptions about you and what, because they look at you today and then, then they don't see that wherever they are, they could be wherever they want to be, you know, because you, you created, you are creating your life. Correct. And as you create your life, you're living it. You create and you, and you cause it and you live and it will show up for you inside of your stand for yourself and, and, the, and the integrity you have for yourself. And, um, and that's why I love, I love it so much. I, you know, I could, we could wax lyrical forever on this one because yeah, yeah. it is so powerful. It is so powerful. Um, so then how did you get to work with from there you know you did I know you were in division one college basketball yes and then how did you get from you want to share some of that story around the basketball but also how do you get from there to styling and styling (laughs) athletes as well like wait what uh so when I in I don't want to get the date wrong I think it was 1997 Yes. So I was a high school dropout. 1997, the WB, the WNBA was launched. The We Got Next campaign. That was the campaign. I, I never forget it. We Got Next. So we're saying that, okay, We Got Next. Now that pro basketball for women is coming into the United States. I saw that commercial. I was sitting there. I was like, oh, my goodness. I can actually skip college and go to the pros because I was playing. Now, I never stopped playing even though I dropped out. In 11th grade. And the reason I dropped out is because I lost my eligibility. Once I, I turned 12, I went to go live with my estranged mother, and we were all over the place. Like my grandmother would say, from pedal to post. Right. That is a southern terminology. Don't try to just go with it. Um, from pedal to post. And eventually, um, I lost eligibility. I couldn't keep up. And so when this campaign came, I was like, oh, my God, I want next. I want next. And I went to go try out because because of the WNBA, they started to launch the semi-pro basketball teams. Mm-hmm. So in Houston, there were two semi-pro basketball teams. I went to go try out, and I've been playing with these women forever. And the coach realized when he asked me to fill out the, the form for the roster that I had never attended college. 
Now I'm 23 at this point. He's like, well, you still have eligibility. No, I was like, dude, I'm 23. Who's going back to college for basketball at this age? Not me. Like, that's I want to play. But I listened to him and one of my former assistant principals who was keeping up with me because she we had this relationship um, that we have built because she took me home one day when I had some issues going on with my mom. And her family became a surrogate family for me. So they're still in my life to this day. She and the coach convinced me, number one, to get a GED because I wasn't going. I was like, I don't want a GED. Are you kidding me? But she made me. So I did it. Okay. And he... He called up some coaches and drove me, literally drove me from Texas to Louisiana, about 300 miles, to a gym that we found in the middle of the city. This, I think it was Lafayette or somewhere. And I had to play pickup with three guys, three on three. I had to play three on three to try out for this, this coach in college. But you know I had been doing it since I was a kid, remember? Exactly. So it was easy. I got my first basketball scholarship to Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. In the middle of nowhere, <laughs> fried. I cried. I was like, oh, what have I done? Oh, my God. So I went and, and I played, and then I ended up going to Memphis. So I got my first basketball scholarship a month before my 24th birthday and went to and went on to play at a major Division One college. I mean, that's the grace of God, right? Wow. Graduated. I, I visited New York a month before September 11th, actually, is my first visit. Um, went and talked to the coaches on the Liberty because a former player from Memphis was playing on the Liberty, New York Liberty team. Before I can get there for trials, I tore my ACL, <clears throat> which is a major surgery. And I had already had four surgeries. So my basketball career was over. Like it, it wasn't going to the WNBA at this point. It was my ambition, but it, I wasn't going. And I went on this, this search of this journey of what's next. What do I have a passion for like that? So I I had taught myself to cut hair when I was 11, so I got my license. I was teaching at the time in, in Memphis, and simultaneously I went to school for barbering so I can go back home and be an entrepreneur. Long story short, did that, launched a company in the pet product industry, went into luxury retail to support my company, and ended up being a stylist at, at Nordstrom. Like, And within two months, I got promoted to a personal shopper and it still wasn't enough for me. I was still seeking. Right. So I did some research. I looked at these athletes like, man, LeBron, these guys are being dressed by some. Who's dressing these guys? Found the person, started calling New York, emailing. They kept telling me, no, I want an internship. No, 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 no. It, this went on for a long time. And I was just about to give up. But you know how God works. God speaks to me through people. Yes. So a friend of mine was saying to me, that was it? You're just going to give up? You're not going to try again? The next time I tried and I picked up that phone, someone else answered the phone. The person who had been telling me no was on vacation. And they asked me to send my stuff again. Um, long story short, I end up with an internship in New York in my 30s. I'm a 30-plus-year-old intern going into the fashion industry, moving from home to New York. Like, left everything behind, became an intern when my contract was over. She wanted me to stay on as an intern six more months. I was like, child, I'm not making any money. <laughs> this is New York. I'm already living off my savings. Nah, that's not going to work. So I knew that that wasn't for me. But again, God just prevailed two months after that. I made that decision. The same lady called me up. I'm sitting in my bed, you know, finished practicing my meditation that morning. By this time, I learned meditation. Okay. And. <laughs> 
she called me and said, I don't know why I didn't think of you for this gig. So I'm thinking I have to dress someone. It was actually a presentation for the WNBA. And the same person who was telling me no about the internship was back on vacation, could not make it. And that made the owner think of me. So that started this career of me helping athletes to transition into business, the business world, which is interesting, right? I didn't even have the term back in 2014 when this happened, like brand coach or branding. It was just an assignment, an assignment. And what had happened two days before I was supposed to show up for this presentation, I was watching John Gray, who is a pa- who was a pastor over in Houston mm-hmm. at Joel Osteen's church. He said, he, you know, I, when, a, when somebody's speaking, sometimes they're speaking directly to you. Yes. I was listening to him and he said, I don't know who I'm talking to, but in two days, in two days, God is going to reveal your purpose. And all my, my eyes like went open. I'm like, is there anyone else in this room with me? <laughs> it, wait a minute. Is, is he talking to me? Two days from then, I was to present for the first time at the WNBA. So I knew I was on the right path. Right. I didn't know what it looked like. And lo and behold, here we are in 2018. I have two published workbooks. One is Champs You, which is a book. So they're workbooks. It helps athletes to prepare for life after sport. The same thing that I was doing, like life after sport and their professional life. And then we have Brand Yourself Like a Champion which took a a module from Champs U, and Mm -hmm. we just developed that whole thing out to get people to understand how to do this themselves, to answer those important questions that not only help them in their brand, but it helps them in their life. So all of that came full circle because I kept asking, seeking, and knocking. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. You have been on a journey. And And I'm still here. (laughs) <laughs> and you're still there, not just just still, not still here. You're thriving here. I love that you, you know, you really, you're trusting that it will come. You're trusting that it will come. You're listening, you're paying attention. And you know, when we pay attention, you're listening, those moments. So two days, your, your purpose will be revealed. Earlier, you talked about, when the therapy, a therapist said, there's nothing wrong with you. Moments where you really got to pay attention. And then, then your world, there's a whole paradigm shift and your world starts to transform out of it. You know, and then you're off, you know. And now you still got to take action because, you know, there's magic, but there's not like, you yeah, still got to be in action, magic. right? <laughs> it's work magic. It's, it's work magic. Yeah, yeah, you can't just sit back awesome. and go, oh, let me just see what happens. You still got to take action and, you, and then you get and then you're in your flow. It's really about, about the story that you tell. Right. Mm-hmm. It goes back to the story, the, the victim story, the victory story and the new vision story. And that's something that we do with clients, too. It's like we get you to identify what's been holding you back, that victim. Mm-hmm. We get you to identify some things that you have come through or grown through, which is that victor. You looked at it. You were here, but you grew through it. And then we get you to rewrite your story by taking those things, identifying them, because you cannot move through or pass um, certain things until you're willing to face them. So that's we're facing things here and we're rewriting the story. And that's where I come in and help you to build a bigger vision, 
let's create a bigger vision than what you've been living. Let's create a bigger vision than your history so that it won't determine your destiny. Right. That is branding. Right. It's the story that you project. And the story that this through seeing who you are for yourself and what's possible for yourself. And then you can put it out there. The, right. the inner work, you said the victim to victory is the victim story to the victory story is, is the key part of the work, right? Cause Correct. you have to be in that space to be able to kind of really in standing in your power and putting yourself out there. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So the victory is really getting people to identify their, their small wins and their big wins. Cause sometimes we only, we only give, um, what's the, what's the word I want to use for this? We only, um, give props or to speak to the big, victories but every day is a small victory that we don't count we 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 look over it when you're tired and you get out of bed anyway and go to work that's a victory okay that's a small win let's count that when you decide not to eat that cookie instead you eat a salad that is a small win we have to <laughs> identify our small wins because you and, and write them down right um, so that when you're going through going through some things, you can look at the things that you have been able to to grow through right. those small wins. It keeps right. you motivated, and then with that, once we get you at, to that point, we're saying, okay, let's get courageous enough to decide to write down what we want that bigger vision. If you can go back to your childhood imagination, because we lose it as adults mm -hmm. a lot. If you can go back there, what would your new life look like? What would just write it down because you can if you if you shoot for the the moon at least if you miss you land amongst the stars. Yes. Living so small in your mind, stop living so small and accepting small in your life because that's what, exactly what you're going to get. Yeah. So you get what, what you what what you what you put out there. You get in your life. You know. So yeah, that's so when it, whenever I'm working with people around things like money, it's just like stop saying I don't have enough money because guess what shows up? Not enough money. Not enough money. You so know? your work is very important. The work that we both do is really getting people to see beyond the the boundaries that we have placed in our lives, the, right. the blockages that we've placed in our life. You're doing the same work. Yes. Yeah. So that I always feel, you know, I, I say the wisdom is within my client. My job is to help them uncover and see the wisdom that lies within, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm bringing what I'm bringing, you know, I look at what's needed in, from client to client, see what is needed for this person, for them to see themselves and then to, to discover the wisdom for themselves in their own lives, to start to live their lives fully. And, um, and that's the work, you know, so in the beginning, I'm kind of, as I get to know them and trying to figure out of all the things that I have in my toolkit, what's the things that's going to be helpful here with this person. Um, but yeah, it's within all of us. It's within all of us to discover and create our life and irrespective of our circumstances, you know, um, and your, you know, your story is another, is testament to that. You don't have to be at the effect of your circumstances and it doesn't mean that it's an easy journey, it, but it does mean that it's a journey that you can take. I hope that you've been inspired to shift gears in your own life. I loved speaking to Pasha, as you know, hence why we've got two episodes. One of the things that struck me in this 
episode, this one today, was that the need to kind of stay in your own game, to find your own lessons, to be inspired by others, but to stay true to yourself. And that that manifests in how we show up in the world and what we put on our back, you know? The image that we create for ourselves is like, it comes from the inside out. And the more you're true to yourself, the more you're going to show up more powerfully in the world. I'm curious, always curious to hear what you've, you're getting from the episodes and what you're particularly getting from this, this episode around personal branding and really discovering fully who you are and staying on your own path. So please get in contact with me. You can contact me at ShirleyMcAlpine.com. You can contact me at my Instagram account, ShirleyMcAlpine. You can send me messages there. Or you can also head over to the community page, the She's Got Drive community page at Facebook. And all the links are in the show notes. I've also put the links for Pasha Cook if you want to get in contact with her and the link to her book on Amazon or on her site too. You know, brand yourself like a champion. So all of that is in the show notes this week. I look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, go well and stay well. She's Got Drive is produced by Cassandra Bortolina. The music is by the awesome female band Blonde. Until next time, thank you for listening. Go well and stay well.